0: And we are live, Uh, episode three of the podcast, we're not actually live, this is not a live podcast, but I am alive, sitting here, talking to you, for episode three of the Focus Fight Finish podcast, and I'm very excited about it, it's a Monday, and you're probably hearing this on Tuesday or Wednesday, depending on how long YouTube decides to hold my video up in the process, because... I don't know if you know anything about uploading YouTube videos, but holy cow, it, YouTube takes hours and hours to process. Anyway, I'm not. I'm not going to start off this episode with complaining uh, because I was just saying how wonderful this Monday is. Uh, I feel, I feel on fire. Honestly, is that cheesy to say? Yes, uh, but I do. I do. I feel good. I feel really good. Um, I got in a workout this morning. I am currently doing a, uh, a program from the company that I actually work for that I'm the creative director for uh, Living Fit is the company and we uh, we have a program designed by Marcus Martinez who's like a master kettlebell coach He used to work on it and then he came to work for us and he just puts together such a great kettlebell program. Uh, and I'm doing the Double Gains. So if you want to join me, um, you know, get an account at Living Fit. Uh, it's it's honestly really affordable workout programs. <laughs> and I'm not just saying that because they pay my bills. <laughs> um, it's, it's actually a really great company, really good uh, program. So, uh, so, yeah, I'm doing the g- Double Gains program, which is uh, a, a whole program centered around using two kettlebells. And damn it. Damn it. I'm just, whoo. It hurts. It hurts. It's good, though. It's a good hurt. It's a very good hurt. Anyway, so today's episode is going to be about, number one, my binge eating. This is uh, Confessions of a Binge Eater, (laughs) Um, because I couldn't think of a more dramatic title, you know, Mm -hmm. Confessions of a Binge Eater, you know, just so dramatic, Um. So we're going to be talking about binge eating, and that's always something that's a struggle to talk about. I'm gonna, I'm really going to do my best to not just make a joke out of everything because I feel like sometimes I do do that, and I'm not going to. I'm, I, I am going to be vulnerable here. I'm going to share with you, you know, all the things that I went through uh, as a binge eater, how I would binge eat, um, things I would do, lies I would tell different tactics I would use to to hide my binge eating. I'm going to talk all about uh, talk about all that. So it's going to be pretty tough. You know, again, the the comment section on YouTube for me has always been pretty positive, uh, but it's always something in the back of my mind like what are people going to think? What are people going to say? And so I'm trying to push all those anxieties aside and just like let it out there. I mean, I've already talked about this before, but every time we talk about how you used to lie to your wife and you know that's always like something that I'm not super proud of and and that is definitely difficult to talk about so we're going to get to that we're also going to finally address my weight gain um this year you know this over the past 8 months what led that what led to that weight gain how much weight did I gain And, you know, am I just going to gain it all back or am I going to, you know, turn a corner and get back to it? All that and more in today's Focus Fight Finish podcast. (laughs) Stay tuned after the break. Just so dramatic about it. But that's who I am. You know, I'm I'm a little uh, I'm a little drama. I'm a little drama. I got my leg up here. Um, Real quick aside. The other night I had a an inner thigh cramp. And I've never had an inner thigh cramp before. (gasps) So painful. It lasted, I'm not kidding, 10 minutes of straight cramping. It was horrible. It hurt so bad. And uh, I wanted to die. I didn't want to die. But I I was literally like laughing how bad it hurt. You know what I mean? Like to that point where you're way past excruciating. (sighs) (coughs) Keeping it. We're keeping it. Sorry. Wow. (laughs) To that point where you're like way past excruciating that you just have to laugh or you will cry. Um, (laughs) Man, I was about to cry just sitting on the couch watching TV with my wife. I don't know what to do. Anyway, (laughs) moving on. Okay, let's just get to it because I know this is going to be a longer episode because there's just so much to talk about. And, uh, you know, I'm just going to stop avoiding the tough talk. With jokes about my inner hamstring cramping. Okay. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee here. Liquid Courage. That is a cold brew from Cafe Azulis here in Anaheim, California. It's my favorite coffee place. I talk about it all the time on Instagram stories. I love them. And did I just take a sip of coffee on the mic? Yes. I'm sorry. We're keeping it real here. Okay, we're keeping it real. I was thirsty. I need coffee. If you want me alert and awake for this podcast, I need my coffee. So we're keeping it real. All right, enough uh, messing around. I'm also not checking my text messages. I am literally. I have my notes here. The pot. The, you know, we're we're always we're always improving here at the podcast. Uh, last week, the laptop, the uh, iPad was a little too cumbersome, so we're just going back to my phone. All right. So we're starting childhood where my binge eating started. Um, you know, so as a binge, okay, <laughs> if this is the first episode you've ever heard, um, maybe go watch the other two episodes so you understand a little bit more of my history. But a very quick catch up is I've been obese my entire life. My heaviest weight was 406 pounds and then I lost 160 pounds. I ran a marathon. I did Spartan races and I've, I've, I've come a long way. I have recently, this year, gained a little bit of weight back, and that's what I was talking about before. We will be talking about that and what I'm doing to address it. Um, But like I said, I've been obese my entire life, and it started when I was a kid. So to to, let's you know, we'll go through like the stages of binge eating. So my childhood stage of binge eating, I didn't know that that's what I was doing. I would get home from school, and um, you know. I would just, I, my, my grandma would pick me up, and so I'd be at my grandma's house, and I could literally eat, when you're in a Mexican grandma's house, like, there's no, like, limit to the food you can eat, <laughs> literally, you can't eat enough food, okay, there's she's always gonna be disappointed that you didn't eat one more plate of food, you know, that you didn't have just one more tamale, you know, uh, and that's how my grandmas were, both of them, Uh, One of my grandmas was a little more Mexican than the other. Uh, um, At my grandma Reyes' house, I'd have beans and cheese all the live long day. As much as I wanted, 24-7. I could could literally walk into my grandma's room at 3 o'clock in the morning and be like, Grandma, I want some beans and cheese. Boom. You give her 10 minutes and she would have whipped up some beans and cheese for me because she loved me. And if I said that that's what I wanted, she's going to give me what I want. And, uh, you know, and I love my grandma for that it was tough. (laughs) It's tough to have access, uh, to that type of that amount of food, but that's what it was. And my grandma Strata's house, uh, you know, they're both Mexican. Um, but my grandma Strata was a little less Mexican on purpose. She had this weird thing. Anyway, we don't even need to get into it, (laughs) but you know, she's a little, she was Mexican and a little racist towards Mexicans. Do you know what I'm saying? So she was one of those love her all the same. She was a spicy, spicy grandma. Oh man. Um, Love that lady, love that lady. She's the one that i that I have the uh, the tattoo for uh and we'll talk about that, but not not today <laughs> not today. I can only cry about so many things in one episode, okay and today I'm crying about myself. <laughs> so at my grandma' strata's house, you know it wasn't a lot of Mexican food, but it was a lot of candy, like literally she would go to Costco and buy the jumbo size bag of gummy bears, and I would eat gummy bears. Until I made myself sick. And I'm not kidding. I'd literally eat so many gummy bears that I'd puke. And I was doing this all the time. I mean, every day my grandma would pick me up. uh, And then when I would, you know, later on, you know, that's, you know, so that's my childhood, right? So I'm just like constantly eating as much as I want. Not knowing that I'm binge eating, but I'm definitely binge eating. And there was something about that escape that like i would just go grab a big bowl of food whatever it was sit down watch tv and it was like this escape from you know not trauma it's not like i had any type of trauma when i was a kid like i like i said i you know i've had a a very very privileged life and i accept that and i and i recognize that you know i've had a very privileged childhood and so um it wasn't trauma I, I i honestly don't know what it was you know maybe it was just like laziness um i don't know i haven't gotten that far with my therapist yet <laughs> what uh i don't currently have a therapist right now just a joke um you know what is what was it about my childhood that made me want to eat that much i don't really know i just know that uh, that i did You know, there was a certain point where it's like, you know, oh, you need to make sure you finish all the food on your plate. You can't leave until you finish all your food. That definitely played into it. But there was a certain point where I took that to the extreme and like I kept eating. And I don't know why. But I did. And then in high school, when I started driving, I would get home. My sister wouldn't be home yet. I'd have the house to myself for a couple hours. And I went hard in the paint, as they say. I went hard in the paint. You know, my mom's like, well, wow, we're really flying through these family-sized bag of Doritos. It was because I would literally just take the whole family size bag of Doritos, go into the living room, sit down with a huge bucket of sour cream, and just for hours. I would eat so many calories in Doritos and sour cream. And if you've never tried that, oh, please. If you have binge eating tendencies, don't try it. Okay, literally, do not try it. Because Doritos in sour cream is one of the greatest things on this planet, and I'm not kidding. And I'm not kidding. I'm not being sarcastic. I'm not being, uh, 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 you know, uh, crazy. I, I I'm being dead serious. Doritos and sour cream are the best things. One of the best things in the world. Anyway, um, I would eat a lot of that. I mean, like literally like half a bag in a sitting. And when I was done with that, I'd go to the granola bars, you know, back then my, my mom was buying these fiber one bars and I didn't know, I didn't know that they were like literally in the title fiber, literally like the whole point of these bars is to help, you know, help make you poop and help, you know, kind of clear your system. I was eating like six or eight bars in a sitting, dude. The amount of, you know, the amount and the frequency and the fluidity that came with it. Do you know what I'm saying without getting graphic? The fluidity, frequency, and amount is too much. It was horrible, but I would do it all the time. Uh, And so I was like freaking pounding uh, 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 fiber one bars at the same time as I'm slamming Doritos and uh, sour cream. So you do the math on the toilet paper bill, okay? <laughs> That's what my childhood obesity was sprung from. Those were like the main culprits. Uh, and it was a lot of it, man, a lot. I was eating all the time. Again, still not knowing that it was binge eating, but knowing enough that I was hiding it. Knowing it was wrong enough, and this is all subconsciously, by the way, I've never, I never really thought about it when I was a kid. Back then, it's now as an adult looking back, I could see it was hiding it because I would never do that in front of anybody. You know, I wasn't eating six fiber one bars, chocolate fiber one bars, in front of anybody. Um, I knew there was an element of it that was like bad or that I shouldn't be doing it, and that's what I was doing. Um, And and, you know, maybe by high school, it was like. I was, I was getting picked on a little bit. Um, I was, you know, already aware. <laughs> In high school, I already had a healthy amount of body dysmorphia where I was not happy with the way I looked. I was not happy with the way I f- felt about myself. And so I, I think that definitely played into it. Um, but like I said, you know, it, it, that's mainly me like looking back um, now as an adult. All right, so that's mainly my childhood trauma. My, my childhood trauma. My childhood um, eating habits. I guess it's a trauma. You know, I, I I guess as an adult now I'm traumatized by some of it. But, uh, yeah, so. <sighs> moving on. Another cup of, another little sip of cold brew. On to my adult life. Now, this is where I have. Most of the shame. Because when I was a kid, it was like, okay, you're a kid. It is what it is. I just wasn't eating healthily. But as an adult, I was making active choices to hide what I was doing. And um this is where it's like, you know, I feel like my binge eating really took on a whole other um, level. A whole other, you know, it was a whole other thing for me. So like I said from high school I was super unhappy with who I was I'd got picked on a little bit um but honestly whatever the bullies were saying about me um uh, wasn't as bad as like what I was saying to myself you know um so it's like yeah like bring your best because you should hear the way I talk to myself okay so um like these bullies that are that are saying stuff it didn't really affect me as much as like what I was actually telling myself. Um and I'm sure that, that that is true for a lot of people. Um hopefully you can you can relate to that. So as an adult, often what I found myself doing was stopping on my way home. This was the biggest the, the biggest thing is like I never binged in front of other people. You know, I talked a little bit about my my best friend Steve and him and I binging together. Um, that was different because he was also binging. But if there were other people that were, that were eating just like a normal amount of food or were just going out to dinner or something, I'm not going to have an, a, an overwhelming amount of food at, to dinner with like, quote, unquote, normal people because then I would feel like the odd man out. I would feel like, oh, I'm definitely eating more than I should and I have that shame about it, so I'm going to hide it. And so it was always about hiding it and sort of always do it when I was alone which was fine before, you know, I was with Meredith, but I've been with Meredith for so long. You know, my wife, we've been together for 16 years next February, you know? So I've been, I've been with her for a long time. And so I've been hiding it from her for a long time. Um, Let me readjust here. That's better. I was like, sinking into the into the seat I think I was trying to hide (laughs) just trying to hide that's all Um, so yeah you know I've been I've been doing this for a long time and uh, I've been hiding it from Meredith for a long time and so most nights you know Meredith would make dinner and I would stop on my way home and eat before I got home so let me I'd have breakfast. I'd have lunch. I'd have my pre-dinner dinner dinner that I would sneak my binge meal. And then I would go home and eat dinner with Meredith like a normal person. And in between all that, at this time, like when my binge meeting was like, you know, first getting started and like really, really like kind of active, I was working at a, at a video game company and, uh, Oh man, you know, at a video game company, they have, they have all these different perks, these different work perks. And one of them is like having a full kitchen stocked full of food and snacks. And, and guess what? None of it was healthy, you know, like none of the gamers were like asking for, you know, asparagus, right? The snacks that are offered at a video game company, um, were, I mean, we had a beer on tap, like literally you could just walk in the morning, show up at 10 o'clock when we started, and just drink a full beer. No one's batting an eye. No one's literally, like, you could, it's all good, right? So that's kind of the environment. There was chips, there was bars, chocolates, like, you know, it was not healthy. And, uh, and so I, I, I'm not eating healthily all, all day. And then I would go, you know, on my way home, and I would eat these binge meals. So these binge meals typically were like stopping at Wendy's, stopping at Jack in the Box, and eating these, uh, eating these massive meals. You know, um, and I don't know why I did it. That's the, I think the scariest thing to me is that every time I would have a binge meal. I would tell myself, no, like, like, let's not do this. I know I'm going to feel bad about it. I know I'm going to feel, you know, terrible afterwards. Let's not have a binge meal. Let's just, like, just go home. Just go home. And then 10 minutes later, it's like you snap out of it and you're already in the drive through It's like I just went on autopilot, you know, and just... It's almost like I didn't... J- like I just didn't have control of myself. I was just... You, you know, I would tell myself no. And then all of a sudden, somehow, I'm pulling off the freeway. I'm pulling into the Wendy's drive-thru. And it's like before... Even, you know... I don't know. It's It's not a good feeling to not feel like you have control. Because you feel like you're completely out of control. And I was completely out of control. And I was eating... All the time. I was eating... I mean, like... And there was never... It was not like... It was like I was enjoying the food either. I was eating from 7-Eleven. You know, like I was eating from a Shell gas station. Like pizza and chicken wings and burgers from 7-Eleven and and Shell. Like who the hell... You know what I mean? Like it's not like that's... I'm not going to, uh, you know, Salt Bay's restaurant to go have a binge meal. I'm eating like gutter food <laughs> okay <laughs> like i you know you don't. i don't know what i'm i guess what i'm trying to say is there was no real rhyme or reason to why i was doing it it was just the act of having this like secret that i that i had and like hiding my uh emotions in this food and like this is just something that was for me and like i don't know i honestly don't know um what, what was behind it. But like the feeling of not wanting to go and then not being able to stop myself and just finding myself in a drive through is one of the worst feelings and one of the scariest feelings. Because I feel like that could still happen tomorrow. You know, I, cause those feelings are still there. I'm able to fight them now, but I'm not like, I'm just scared that I won't be able to one day. Um, still. Even after all the progress I've made, and so that's that, you know that's a typical way that I would that I would do it. I'd just be on my way home from work. I'd pull into a drive-through, sit down, eat, and and then I'd go home. And you know, you think like, well, wasn't your wife asking you questions? Like, what was going on? And it's like, yeah, she would ask me questions, but I would just freaking lie. I would just lie to her, just like bull faced lie to her. Oh, it took you a long time to get home. Yeah, there's a lot of traffic. You know, ah, just a lot of traffic. Meanwhile, I'm sitting on a freeway off-ramp just gorging myself with like six to 8,000 calories. And when I think back about that guy doing that and who I am now, I'd like to say I'm a different person. But I don't feel like that that's true and I don't feel like that that's maybe like healthy. I don't really know. I mean, I I am that same guy. I just have different habits. I'm that same person. I just have a different way of living my life now. And, uh, But the fact is that I am that same guy and that's what's so scary is that I'm still him and I don't ever want to find myself in the future on a freeway off ramp slamming jack in the box you know um so along with the questions is you know with that my wife would ask i never wanted to be questioned about the money because we had a joint account because we're married you know what i mean if you don't have a joint account and you're married Weird. Um, so we have a joint account, and uh, in order to have my binge meals without my wife finding out about it, I would take money out. And this is the part of the my past that I'm the you know I don't like to talk about it. All the time. It's definitely something that I'm like the least proud of. You know, it's, it was bad enough that I got so close to death. It was bad enough that I was like lying around certain things. It was bad enough that I was treating myself with such disrespect and such just like, you know. It was just bad enough that I got into where I was. But to add to it, to like, to like lie to my wife so hard, uh, that's probably the least, my least favorite part of my past. And so what I would do to hide the food from my wife that I was buying was every once in a while, like if I'd go to Target or I'd go to the gas station or whatever, I would pull money out little little bits of cash at a time. 10 bucks here, 20 bucks there, wherever they offered cash back because on the bank account, she wouldn't be able to tell, you know, it was just like instead of spending Whatever, thirty six dollars at Target. I spent forty six dollars at Target. Who's going to question spending forty six bucks at Target? You know, <laughs> you'd be lucky to walk out of Target under a hundred bucks. So I would do that a lot, and then i'd I'd hide that uh, in my wallet. I had a, a a double folded wallet, and there was two folds. I would never put it in there because if she ever needed to grab something from my wallet, it was like, yeah, whatever, just go ahead and grab it, whatever. I never wanted her to see that I had so much cash because because she would wonder because I I'm a person even to today to this day that I almost never carry cash, and so she would be like, why do you have so much cash in your wallet? Did you pull, when did you pull this out or like what is this for? What what like just you know just curiously why you know it's not like she's ever been like <laughs> the Spanish Inquisition you know uh, she's just 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 curiously as you would uh, so what I would do is I would fold it up and I'd slip it. Um, there was like this almost like a secret compartment in my wallet that I would hide my cash in. And, you know, that's another level. You know, when you are not only pulling cash out um, and you're hiding it, you're lying to your wife about that. And then you're hiding it in, your, in a secret compartment in your wallet. Hey, man, you got a problem, right? Like that's not good. And that's where I was. And I was doing that for a long time. I was doing that for a very long time for like a couple of years. I was doing that. Um, and so, you know, I was eating that food for a couple of years and naturally gaining weight and gaining weight. And, you know, I, like I would have spurts, obviously, like it's not like I would do that every day, but uh, I would at least have a binge meal a week, at least one a week for sure. Um, and even when I was doing like, you know, different weight loss regimens and, You know, when I was doing the Fat Man Diaries, which was like the first kind of uh, social posting that I started doing before Focus Fight Finish, even when I was doing that, I was still binging. So, you know, I wasn't losing weight, or if I was, it wasn't as much as I could. And anyway, those were the lies that I was telling my wife. You know, I was just, I was not in a good place because, you know, as soon as I finished those meals... The amount of shame that you feel when you finish a a binge meal like that on the side of the road or in a parking lot parked off like away from everybody, you know, turn your car away or park right next to the dumpsters dumpsters so no one can see you. When you're finishing a meal there, you're like into it. I'm like I put my phone up. I watch Netflix or something and I'm like eating my meal. I'm like, oh, yeah, this is great. I'm living the life. And then as soon as I'm done, like literally last bite done. And you look to the seat next to you and you see all the wrappers of the fast food. Uh, That's a shameful moment. That's the worst. That's the worst moment is seeing all the trash from the trash food that you just ate that you know is going to hurt you you know is slowly killing you and you think you finally like come out of this fog right like you say okay I am not gonna have a binge meal I'm not gonna have a binge meal and then you're in the drive-thru and you're saying your normal order your normal binge meal order um, and then you know you snap out of it and you've consumed 6,000 calories and you see Three burgers and taco wrappers and French fry boxes and two drinks and just all this stuff and you're like this is all of that is now inside of me and it is a horrible feeling. Um, it's a very shameful feeling and it's something that, like I said, still scares me because those urges are still there. Those urges are definitely still there, and that is uh, a hard thing to keep fighting. Um, it's been two years since my last binge meal, but, like, I feel like my biggest fear is that, like, I literally, like, uh, last week had a nightmare that I was having on binge meal, that I was eating and just gorging food, and I woke up thinking I had done that, and I was like, oh, my God, thank- thankfully, it was just a dream, but, like, that's where I'm at. In, in my life and in my journey, like I'm still having nightmares about binging food and about gaining the weight back because like, man, I do not want to gain the weight back. You know, like that is uh desperately the last thing that I want to do. And so um, I think that that's why it's important for me to talk about things like this because it is a fear. And I, if you're going through a weight loss journey and you think that one day it's just going to be sunshine and rainbows and you're not going to have any of these issues anymore, it's not true because I still have these issues. If you've known me for my whole journey and you've seen everything that I've been through, even through all that, I still have these issues. So that's why I think it's important because I still feel this way and I and I'm, I always want to be as honest with you as possible and as transparent with you as possible because... Uh, I thought that this was going to go away (laughs) once I finished, you know, maybe once I finished the marathon, I thought, oh, I'll never have to deal with binge urges again. That's not true. I still have them. So, you know, I don't know what the answer is. I've tried a a number of things um, and I'm going to keep trying, but we'll just keep pushing forward. Um, But, you know, I did want to talk about one more thing. Another confession of how I would binge, eat, and then we'll talk about how this all applies to where I'm at now, my current weight gain. Um, the other way that I would get around and, and like hide this this thing that I was doing is when I'm actually ordering the food, I would go into this like <laughs> this pl- like you know super this, this performance basically of uh, I, I would go up and I'd order um, I'd order from my phone. You know, I'd hold up my phone and I'd be like, okay, I'll get a uh, this and I'll get that and I get this, this, this. Um, and now, hmm, now what do I want? And then I look up at the menu, you know, <laughs> like, like I am not going to eat all this food myself. I would always do this. Every single time I would act as if I'm buying food for like two or three people because that's the amount of food I was eating. I was eating, I knew in my head, I know I'm eating about the amount of food for like two or three people, so I'm going to pretend that two or three people are going to eat this food, even though my ass is going to go sit in this freaking parking lot and eat this all by myself, Uh, you know, and that's just another part of the shame, because you're just, you're being so fake, you know, you're just putting this, all this performance out there of, you know, pretending like you have (laughs) friends that are also going to eat this, this food with you. It's like, it's sad, man. It's sad and it's hard. And, uh, it's just one of those things that I would do all the time. Um, sucks, man. It sucks to think about that time in my life. Um, because that was me who did that. And like I said, I keep saying it, but it's like, it is a big fear of mine. And I cannot undersell that enough. It's been one of my biggest struggles. And I guess I'll just transition into how, um, you know, how this is affecting me today. Uh, So, like I said, I haven't had a binge meal in two years. I've been fighting it and fighting it and fighting it. However, what I have been doing is having a couple treats here, having a couple treats there. Getting a meal, adding on a dessert when I don't really need it, or maybe don't even feel like it, but I'll eat it because I think, okay, you know what? I'm going to start again. I'm going to go, I'm going to harden the paint again on Monday. I'm going to get right back to it. And then I, you know, so Friday night. I get a dessert. Saturday morning, I eat something maybe a little unhealthy. Maybe Saturday for lunch, eating something a little unhealthy. Saturday for dinner, eating something a little unhealthy. Sunday morning, eating a little something. You know what I mean? So it's like I build it and I build it and I build it. And I I go hard Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. And then I'm right back to it Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And it's like, hey, man. like Yeah, maybe you haven't had a binge meal, but you're not doing what you said you were going to do. You're not on this journey, you've lost your way along this path, which happens, and it has happened to me. Over the last eight months, I have gained back 40 pounds. 40. I've put back on 40 pounds, and that is um, a hard thing to talk about because you don't talk about your weight gain. You don't talk about your weight gain. You only talk about your success. You only talk about how great you are, and it sucks to sit here and tell you that I have struggled. And it sucks to tell you that I have that I've gained weight. Um, it's hard, man. It's hard. It's hard to talk about with myself. It's hard to talk. It's definitely hard to talk about here in public. Um, it's something that I. You know, not a lot of people do, and um, uh, I know why, (laughs) because it is uh, shameful, and it hurts, and it's hard to admit it, especially when you base your entire social presence around this journey, it's hard to say that you've stumbled and that you've backtracked. The thing that I've had to learn along this way is that it's not a backtrack, it's just part of it, and I wish it I wish it didn't happen because it is such a big fear to gain my weight back. that is my my biggest fear outside of the health and wellness of my my family uh, gaining the weight back is my number one fear because I hated living my life that way. And I love who I am and, and the the style of life that I have and what I'm able to physically do you know now that I've not four hundred pounds and if I um if I go back there man I can't go back. And it's just like when I see myself and I see the the weight that I that I have put back on, it's hard to accept and you want to quickly put blame on things. Have I had a health issues this this year? Sure. Could I have still persevered? And could I have still maintained my weight loss? Or at least e- even lost weight or maintained my weight loss? Yes, I could have. And that's what's hard to accept is that I didn't do that. That I That I did gain the weight back. Well, 40 pounds of it. Now, have I still, you know... Big picture, I'm still 120 pounds from my highest weight. Um, When I first got down, let me just break it down with the numbers here. And again, if you're the very minority part of the audience on youtube that wants to troll uh good luck (laughs) because the mean things that you want to try to say to me i've said so much worse to myself (sighs) um wow wow So when I talk about this in a normally edited video, um, it's much easier because I know I'm going to edit all this out or like certain parts and I'll just make it quick. Um, But to actually like work through the emotions on a podcast like this is uh, actually a struggle. I'm kind of finding myself um, (laughs) wishing that uh, I was not talking about this, um, to be honest with you. I just wish it didn't happen. Um, but oh I'm rambling now. Okay, I apologize. Um, all right, the numbers. At my lowest I was um two hundred and forty eight pounds. That's the lowest number I hit. I didn't last very long there. I I think it was just like whatever. Probably it was like let's just say two fifty. Okay, just to be make it easy. I hit two fifty. And then my highest that I gained back and that was like a stable weight was two hundred ninety. Um, I was 290 pounds like three weeks ago. And that sucks. Sucks to admit that. It sucks to be the Focus Fight Finish podcast and to be relentless and have the tattoo and have the relentless up on the wall. And, uh, you know, all the stuff that I talk about... To now sit here and tell you that I was 290 pounds three weeks ago, that sucks. And it's hard, man. Um, I'm happy to say, as of this morning, I'm 282 pounds. So I'm down 8 pounds. Um, And I'm back on. But I I don't want to just brush over this weight gain because this is such an important part of the journey. And this is why I am talking about it. Let me get some coffee. (laughs) (sighs) Sorry, really breathy, this episode. Um, This is why I'm talking about it, because this is so important. And this is something that younger me... I wish I would have known when I was younger and that this is why I'm handling it so well now. <laughs> this is me handling it well, by the way. Um when I was younger and I would gain weight back, it happened over and over and over again and at a certain point when I was like 24 and I'll talk about this in another episode, you know, Meredith and I were split up and I was living in this apartment by myself and it was like one of the like the darkest time in my life. and and I had gained the weight back again. And I'm like literally contemplating horrible things and just thinking about how hopeless this journey is and how it's like, dude, what are you even doing this for? Why are you constantly trying to lose weight? It's never going to happen for you. Just give up. It's pathetic to just keep like... Trying for no reason because you're just going to be fat the rest of your life. And I would talk to myself like this all the time. Especially after I gained weight. And I started talking to myself like that again. Um, I started talking to myself like that again. Which is why I want you to see this. Even though it is so... I am just like so uncomfortable talking about this right now. Um But it's why I want you to see it because, like, I feel like even with just, like, the small audience that I have, the people out there, if, you know, the few people that look up to me and you're on your weight loss journey, I don't want you to think that I don't still think these thoughts because then you're going to think that you're alone in thinking this way and that you're just going to give up. I cannot tell you enough. Do not give up. Do not give up because I am not going to give up. I am going to struggle through this again and i'm going to push myself again and even though i've gained these 40 pounds i am going to continue this pursuit of 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 trying to reach my full potential even though it is hard man it is so hard when you have success and you do the thing and you finish the marathon and you post the videos and you get the, you get the response and you get, you get everything that you've wanted. And then to still stumble and to still gain the weight back is hard, but I'm telling you, you cannot give up and I will not give up. And I don't want you to give up either. And we're in this together. Um, because if you're coming from being obese your whole life, it's a hard life. And it's a life that I don't want to go back to. It's a life of a lot of restriction and a lot of self-hatred. And I'm trying to be better. I'm trying um, to be kinder to myself. Things like this are hard, make it harder to be kind to myself. But uh, I'm trying to be kind to myself. I'm trying to find that that silver lining through this. And I think, I think what the silver lining is, is that no weight loss journey is perfect. And you're always going to stumble along the way. And that the most important thing is that you don't stop. Even if you fall down and you smack yourself on the face like I have, I mean, 40 pounds is a, pretty big stumble right it's not a little crazy weekend and you put on a few pounds over the weekend or something this is months long of slowly getting more and more comfortable in my daily life and just slowly choice by choice putting on weight and putting on weight and putting on weight and it happens like that it is sneaky and it's okay man you know it's like it's unfortunate but it is okay. And that is what the main message I want to convey to you. And that is why I post this. And I, I talked about it in a, lot, in a video a few months ago when I had I'd put on like 20 pounds. And I was like, all right, this is it. I'm back. And I wasn't really back. I feel like, I think I knew deep down I wasn't really back. Because right now, I feel a lot different. I feel much better right now. <laughs> Um, Granted, it's only been a couple weeks of like really kicking it back into gear, but I do feel a lot better. Ever since the BPN ambassador weekend, I felt really good. And, uh, and we'll just jump on that real quick. I had a lot of, a huge part of me did not want to go to the ambassador weekend. A huge part of me because of this, because of my weight gain. Not that I was like hiding it online. I mean, I'm still posting videos and still posting things. But I just didn't want people to see it in real life and see how my body moved in real life uh, because I feel like at least online I can control a certain angle that I'm sitting or that I'm working out in or whatever. But you know, in person, it's like a whole different thing. And whatever, I still talk about it. So it's not like I'm trying to hide the weight gain. But I just didn't want to be faced with their, I To be honest, what I didn't want was this. I didn't want to walk up to someone and be like, hey, what's up, I'm Tony, and them to give me this, like, oh, hey, what's up, and then their eyes, how you doing, the eye shift down immediately in my head, I know what that means, and that is a horrible feeling, <laughs> uh, I didn't want that, and so a large part of me didn't even want to go to the BPN ambassador weekend, which is crazy, because I love everyone there, and i like, they're such a supportive group of people and, uh, you know, oh man. ever since that weekend, I've felt a renewed sense of purpose and a renewed sense of drive that uh, I think I was missing for a little while. And so, um, you know, I do think it was diff- it's different than the video that I posted months ago about a little bit of weight gain that I had. I feel, <clears throat> I feel different um, now. Thankfully, <laughs> it was great, great timing right before the holidays to kick it back into gear because man, this is a, a you know a tough time for a weight loss journey. Oh, <sighs> wow. Okay. Listen, I don't even know where I'm at right now in this story. Uh, I've just kind of uh, <laughs> I've had a little bit more emotion show on this than I than I was anticipating and so i'm a little uh i'm a little flustered but i uh, the main message is this no matter what your goals are even if it's not a weight loss journey you're not going to get there without any type of obstacles you're not going to get that goal you know it's not going to be smooth sailing for any goal that you want that's a big enough goal it will not be smooth and Being 400 pounds, trying to become, you know, the best version of myself is a huge goal. And I'm going to stumble and it's not going to be smooth. And this is this, this is the rough tide here. I am in the rough tide. But I feel like I'm coming out of it and uh, I feel hopeful again because there was a little bit of time where I had maybe lost some hope and I had things were a little dark. And I was in a rut. And now I'm not. I feel good. And so it's it's not about, you know, going all in and like trying to lock everything down and not having any, you know, cheat meals or anything like that. Like it, it's not that either because I feel like that in the large part caused this over restriction, caused this like slide down. And so it's just about finding a more balanced way to eat. I'm back to tracking my food for sure. I do want to track my food, but it's like, you know, like last night we went to, went out to a little gathering and they had like this big thing of chocolates and cake and pizza and this and that. And it's like I had already eaten. So, you know, I planned ahead and I, you know, but I, you know, it's like, okay, I had a bite of my wife's pizza. I had two of these chocolates and then the rest I just had the carrots and the broccoli from the veggie tray. And that was good because I got the taste, I got the taste of what I wanted, and it was fine but and the pizza honestly wasn't that good. they got that's not great pizza, Sandy, If you're watching this, I apologize, but that pizza was garbage. <laughs> I'm really glad I didn't waste the calories on that um, but you know it's like uh it's uh it's good to have that balance, and I believe that because I feel like what I've done in the past is I would have walked everything down. And it just, you know, w- would have continued my unhealthy relationship with food. And that's not what I want to do. I want to be better. So I'm trying to find that balance while tracking. And and that's where I'm at right now. I'm down 8 pounds. Um, and I'm feeling good. But it was very important to me to show you this side of weight loss. Because if you're on a weight loss journey most likely there's going to be a period of time where you plateau or where you even gain weight like i have and i'm here to tell you like it sucks not that you have to put it out there <laughs> for the public to see but i you know because so many people are following my journey i feel like i have a a responsibility to be open and honest about the tribulations of this journey and not just show you this nice little manicured edited video of myself and what this journey is. Uh, I want to show you, and I just want to be transparent uh, because that's what I have always wanted out of the fitness industry and from different people. And sometimes I got it. Sometimes I didn't always get it. And so that's why for me, for my content, for my channel, for my, just what I'm the, not even just YouTube, but just the energy that I'm putting out into the world. I want it to be an honest, true representation of who I am, how I'm feeling. Um, you know, there's so much filtering going on in the world, there's so many masks that people put on um, not, you know, not COVID masks, but actual like personality masks that they put on themselves. And I just want to try to take off as many of those masks that I have been putting on I want to take off as many as those masks as possible I still have some masks to go uh, but I am trying to take those masks off so that is not about COVID (laughs) wear your mask (laughs) anyway um, wow that was 52 minutes (sighs) that was a lot harder than I thought Uh, wow (laughs) damn I apologize for drinking on the on the microphone. You know, at least I'm not eating on a podcast. I don't I don't I really don't like when people eat eat on their podcast, but I just needed it. I just needed I needed that coffee to get me through this. Okay. We're going to answer this is the Q&A question uh Q&A portion. Um and let me just wrap this up the whole show or let, wrap up the the meeting. If you want to skip this Q&A, there's some really good questions, so please don't. But Again, if you're on a journey of any kind, you will have struggles. You will fall. You will fail. It's it's not a true failure if you pick yourself back up and keep going. Um, I like to say oh, I, I like to say that uh, this I got this from an old boss of mine, Eric Eisenberg. If you're going to fail, then fail fast. And you're going to fail, so you might as well fail fast. Accept it, get over it, and move forward as quickly as possible. My failure has lasted like eight months. This is like the last eight months I've gained this weight. And now I am putting that aside, putting it behind me and just keep going. You know, I'm just going to keep going. I am not going to quit. And so anyway, I hope that like, I hope that you understand that that's what this message is. I'm not just sitting here just crying for no reason. I want to present a realistic and whole view of what my journey is. And this is a part of the journey. You know, maybe you know, four years from now, none of this is. is I'm going to look back and laugh about this time, or I gained this weight, and I thought, oh wow, I really thought those forty pounds was going to be the end of me. Um, you know, as I sit here with you know my three Ironman Ironman medals, you know, uh, that is that is what I I am hopeful for, and that is what the the goal and the dream is. So, anyway, okay, Q and A. And actually, before the Q&A, it's time to pay some bills. Uh, This episode is not sponsored, but I did want to talk about Bear Performance Nutrition. It is the uh, I Am an Ambassador for, like I talked about in the episode. I went to Ambassador Weekend. Uh, I'm wearing the new Black Friday hoodie. It's already sold out, so you already missed the sale. The sale was great, and you missed it. But I have good news. If you want any supplements, you can use my code FOCUS at checkout, and it will save you some money on all your supplements uh, and apparel. So... Um, you know, I think that they are the greatest supplements in the game. They are third party tested. Uh, they've got uh, you know, all the good ingredients. <laughs> I'm not I'm not a scientist. I'm not gonna pretend like I know what those ingredients are, but I trust them. Uh go look at their 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 testing. It's it is rigorous. Uh and you can go uh, check out on their website all the things that they use. Uh I I love them. They've actually just started taking out all the artificial sweeteners uh, from all their supplements as well, which is huge i had the, I had a dietitian friend of mine look at all their supplements a while back. the only knock that she could find for b p n was the artificial sweeteners and guess what those are gone so pretty cool pretty cool anyway check them out use my code focus at checkout uh and it and that directly helps support this channel helps me be able to make more videos and uh and I really would really appreciate it. And if you have any questions about what supplements I take, or what you should take, or what you want to take, or what a supplement is, or what I use it for, any of that, hit me up on Instagram. Focus, fight, finish. I don't. It's hard for me to answer all the comments on YouTube, but uh, Instagram DMs go straight to my phone, and so uh, you can uh, you can talk to me through that. Thank you. And now for the Q and A. Uh, this this first one is from Run Scotty Run. My question for your next podcast or for whenever you get to it, I'm getting to it right now, my man, is about balancing losing weight and still being able to have the energy to exercise and work out at a fairly high slash intense level. Maybe you have already answered it while doing your next podcast. Uh, To put it into context, I have yo-yo dieted a ton in my life and at the same time tried to incorporate exercise, cardio, strength training, weight training uh, to accelerate the weight loss. I tend to do okay, but often my workouts are frustrating or I struggle to have the energy to get them done as I'm in a caloric energy deficit. so what I would say is you need to you definitely need to find that balance. Um, you know if you are constantly finding yourself extremely fatigued, starving at the end of the day, and you, you know you need to eat more and that's just is what it is. there's a common problem in the weight loss field of people being like. I mean, I got a question on Instagram the other day. They were like, hey, I I really want to lose 60 pounds in 30 days like you did. How can I do that? And I'm like, yo, I didn't lose 60 pounds in 30 days. Where the hell did you see that? I have never advocated for losing weight. Fast like that. And that is, I mean, if anyone is on the long-term plan for weight loss, it's this guy. As previously discussed for the last fifty minutes, okay? Like I am in the long haul. I am in the long uh, plan. These quick little like thirty-day weight loss plans—it's all—it's all crap. Okay. Don't, like if you, oh, it's just, it, it's super frustrating because I would fall for that stuff a lot when I was younger. And, uh, you know, when you are obese or when you are overweight and you have, you know, weight to lose, that's when you're in your most vulnerable state. And that is when people are trying to sell you every single thing they can. You know, I just did the ad for BPN, but don't get it twisted. You can lose weight without ever buying a supplement. Okay. And that's probably something that I should have included in the ad, but. You don't need to buy anything extra to lose weight, okay? Like BPN supplements, the the supplements that I take are literally that. They are to supplement the gaps in my nutrition where it would just help my overall health. That's it, okay? Like I did a fair amount of weight loss without ever taking any pre-workout or endo pump, or cognitive enhancer or a multivitamin or a joint, um, uh, pill, like all of the things that I take now, my greens and my reds, I, I did a lot of weight loss before all that. Now I take that to enhance my journey, to make myself feel better, to help my bloating, whatever, whatever. But like, you don't need any of it. it, it, it it's helpful for, for some people, but it, You don't need it. And so um, I just, I'm I'm kind of going on a tangent here, but it's like, I just think there's so many people out there that are trying to sell you something that you don't actually need and that that is actually unhealthy for you. And trying to lose fast weight is unhealthy and it's not going to last. So many people say, oh, well, it worked. I lost, you know, 50 pounds in 30 days. It worked. But if you didn't keep it off and you weren't healthy at the end of it, then it didn't work. You just lost weight for a little bit of time and then gained it back. That doesn't make any sense. It didn't work. That's not working. Okay. Like I hate when people say that. Oh, it works. No, it doesn't because you gain it back. So it didn't work. You need to do something that you can maintain, that you can sustain for your life. You need to make a lifestyle change, not just like one quick little weird plan for a short amount of time doesn't make any sense. So Scott, I would say if you are not doing the type, not being able to have the energy that you, that you want to do the types of workouts that you want to do. Also, you don't even need to work out to lose weight. That's another common misconception there. You can literally lose all the weight you want by never going into the gym. I do think walking a lot helps but like your weight loss mainly happens from your nutrition. Your nutrition is the most important part. That being said, if there are certain types of workouts that you want to do and that you are, that you have fun doing, but you don't have the energy for, just eat a little bit more. You know, up up your calories by like two to to three hundred. Excuse me. Up update your calories from like two to three hundred calories every week, and just see like and find that level, you're going to have to test it out yourself and, and whatever works for you. There's no magic number. There's no like, this is the exact amount of calories you should have because you your body's completely different than my body. And so just, uh, you know, you, you're going to have to do a little bit of of, of finagling with the numbers and just trying to see what, where it is. And you, you just have to accept that you're not going to lose weight as fast because you're eating a little bit more, but you actually have the energy to finish the workouts that you want to finish. That's a good place to be. Because you want to have fun, you want to you want to be able to to do the workouts you want. So I hope that answers your question. Next job from Patrick Corcoran. A question I thought about, given the time we work together. Uh, this is Patrick. We used to work at Panera Bread together. Um, I've talked about Panera in the past, but this is uh, this is my old man, Pat. How challenging was it working in and around food during those years, especially given the type of food and how it was portrayed as healthy alternative to other quick dining, fast food places? Um, Patrick, so yeah, working at Panera Bread, honestly, at that point in my life was pretty great. I was binging a lot at Panera. Um, <laughs> as a, I, So when I, when I left Panera, I left as like a regional manager. But even before then, like just as an associate, you could take home. A grip of food. I was taking home bags of bagels, trays of pastries, whole bags of mac and cheese, uh, um, the paninis. We'd have this panini um, here where we'd keep all the paninis that we'd have like ready to go in case a customer came in. But at the end of the night, you have to throw those paninis away. your boy's not throwing those paninis away, okay? So I was eating a ton. But then at a certain point, I did want to lose weight. This is one of my failed weight loss attempts way back in the day. Uh, I did want to lose weight. And it was actually good for me to be um, able to eat a free, healthy breakfast, a free, healthy salad, and a free, healthy salad for dinner. Uh, You know, I was basically eating Panera breakfast, lunch, and dinner every day, even though I wasn't technically supposed to. But as a manager, I had a manager swipe. So it's like... Whatever, I'm swiping myself out breakfast. I'm swiping myself out lunch. And I'm swiping myself out dinner for myself and for Meredith. Sorry, Panera Bread. Um, Dude, worst bosses of all time. Brian and David, if you see this, you know what I mean? Right here. You know what I mean? Right here. I can't actually do it because YouTube will flag me, but right here. Okay? And I stay with that negative attitude. I know I'm all about, like, you know, positivity and stuff. But David and Brian, right here. Sit and spin. You know what I mean? Worst bosses of all time. Horrible humans. I di- I digress. <laughs> I'm not bitter about it at all, by the way. Um, But, yeah, man, you know, and I, it actually was good. And it is portrayed as healthy. It's not that healthy for you. But compared to what I was eating, you know, compared to what I was eating, a Panera salad uh, and sandwich combo is, like, actually pretty good. And just, you just have to pick and choose the ingredients that you went with. And, and I actually did start losing weight eating that, that stuff at Panera. Um, so it wasn't, wasn't so bad. And, and, uh, and, again, a blessing because the pay at Panera at that particular franchise was god-awful. And so I couldn't afford to eat the way I was eating uh, if I didn't. So the, the fact that I got all that free food was terrific. But, Patrick, you know. You, you know, you're, you're on this, this energy right here, right? This, this read between the lines energy, you know what I mean? With David and Brian, I don't know. Maybe you're not. I am. I'm deep in that energy. Okay. (laughs) I should probably let that go, but I won't. Hacer Moss. Hey, can you speak on the importance of finding the right fitness style that is both important and sustainable for you? I'm not looking for anything specific, just your general thoughts. I'm also about it. Um, There's a lot of people, by the way, that posted I'm about it because they made it to the end of the episode. And and like they're commenting, I'm about it. And so I know that those are the people that made it all the way to the end. And that's freaking dope. We have secret phrases and we have like comments going down in this. It goes down in the comments and they're posting those secret phrases. And that's sick. Okay. I'm cultivating my team here. We got a team, we're a freaking team, we're a community, and we're locked in, and they're about it, and I love that. Um, Hey, sir, yes, I think, uh, you know, everyone wants to do CrossFit, right? Like, CrossFit is massive. It goes with what I was saying before, you don't have to go to the gym and kill yourself to lose weight. Um, If you just go on walks every day, that's great, you know, it's it's it's, it's just going to help your overall health. You don't have to go out and and stress yourself out about what, you know, all these different things and the different kettlebells and battle ropes and doing CrossFit and kips and all this stuff that's out there that you see, all this flashy stuff that's on Instagram is not necessary. Okay? It's not necessary at all. You can have a very successful weight loss journey without ever stepping foot in the gym. And if anyone tells you anything different, they're trying to sell you something. Okay? Okay? You can do everything you need to do in your kitchen and your living room. If you get your body moving a little bit, it will help your weight loss journey a lot. Not necessary. Again, if you just focus on your nutrition, you up your walking a little bit, maybe do some body weight stuff if you're in your living room. That's great. That's great. Get your heart heart racing a little bit every once in a while. Get a little sweat going every once in a while. That's great. Whatever that means to you, whether that's in the pool. I have a whole video about like five workouts you can do morbidly obese in the beginning of your journey that require no equipment. Okay? So, you know, I just think uh, – and that gets sold so much. And this is coming from a creative director of a fitness company, right? Like you don't need every single thing that every, that you see out there. Now, Now I'm saying that helps – Definitely, but you don't need it, okay? If you just need to start and you have $0, you can be successful. So don't think you can't. Don't let yourself off the hook like that. You can still get after it. Holy cow, we need to keep going. Okay, this is, oh, perfect. This is the last question. And I actually really love this question. And so uh, this is a good one to end on. This is from Brianna Quiroz, I think. I'm sorry, Brianna. I've totally butchered your last name. If your family didn't show you nutrition as a child. Okay. So back to uh, the last episode, if you didn't see it, I basically said that, um, I gained a lot of weight when I was a kid because of the nutrition that my parents were giving me, that my grandparents were giving me, but I don't really blame them because it wasn't really their fault. And that's kind of where this question comes from. If your family didn't show you nutrition as a child, then yes, they are partially to blame because it makes it 1 million times harder to change in adulthood. It is a family cycle that just continues just like drugs, alcohol, alcoholism, or anything else. Now, we are a bit luckier. We have knowledge on nutrition everywhere online. Implementing is the hard part as it requires discipline. My father's family fed him horrible growing up, and he still has not changed at 53. Now, Brianna, I completely agree with you. The family dynamic is definitely partially at fault here uh in, in my journey as well. But at the end of the day, especially as an adult, at the end of the day, they were just doing the best that they could. It's not like it's not like my grandma was like mixing those, you know, the 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 lard into the beans, thinking, I wanna make this kid fat. I wanna make this kid in danger of having a heart attack. You know what I mean? It's like that's just the food that they ate. There was the culture that they were in, and that's what they were making. And so that's what she made us. You know? So it's like I don't blame her. You are, your parents and your grandparents are partially at fault if you are an obese child. That is, it is what it is. Because it's not like there's a child out there who's going to the grocery store. I mean, there probably is. I wasn't going to the grocery store and buying the groceries. Uh, You know, my parents were. My grandparents were. But at a certain point, that doesn't matter. At a certain point in your life, you have to take ownership of where you're at in your journey. I was talking to a friend who, you know, she was saying like, oh, well, you know, it's just so hard now because it's like, this is how we were raised. And I just, you know, it's kind of like my parents fault. And she was like 27 at the time. And I was like, hey, listen, look at me. That was true 10 years ago. But now you're 27. Now it's on you. Okay. These are all your choices. This is now on you. You can't keep blaming your parents for this, because it's not going to move you forward. If you keep blaming your parents, if you keep blaming, you know, different factors in your past, it's not going to help you moving forward. So why do it? This is on you. You have to own it. And that's kind of what I was saying uh, and that it didn't really put together well in the last episode is like, I don't blame my parents for it. Right. Even though maybe it was they were partially at fault when I was younger, but at a certain point, I have ownership of my life. I have ownership of the food that I'm putting into my body. I have ownership of the activity that I'm doing in my day to day, and so I own this journey. All right, fully, 100. percent I own this, and so uh, that's you know that's kind of all I have to say about it. I think uh, you can keep blaming your parents if you want to, but I don't think that that's going to help move you forward. All right. That is the episode. Thank you so much. I am going to be putting these podcasts out to different platforms. I know. I was just I, <laughs> I was just on uh, on, a, on a, my buddy's podcast, uh, Charo Azteca, on Instagram and on, on the YouTube. And so his podcast is coming out soon. And he was like grilling me. He was like, you need to put this out everywhere. I was like, all right, Paco. Okay. I will, do, I will put it out everywhere. So I'm going to put it out everywhere. I promise. But this week, probably not. This week, it's Thanksgiving. Um, Maybe just a quick blurb on Thanksgiving. Let's do a quick two minutes on Thanksgiving. Just because it is Thanksgiving doesn't mean that you can't enjoy yourself, okay? Like, people put so much pressure on themselves during the holidays, Thanksgiving is one day, Christmas is one and a half days, right? You got Christmas Eve, everyone celebrates Christmas Eve in some way, and then you get Christmas Day. You got Thanksgiving Day. It's one day. Don't stress yourself out about it. You know, if you, if, like whatever plan you're on, what I plan to do is I'm, I'm just not going to stress. I'm going to be on point up to Thanksgiving, and on the day of Thanksgiving, I'm going to lean more towards the protein less of the carbs, less of the fat, and just really, like, you know, have as much protein as I want. But I am still going to have my grandma's mashed potatoes, right? Like, what are you not going to, like, this might be my grandma's last Thanksgiving. And her mashed potatoes are something that I remember from my childhood. It is something that are that is important to me that I have an emotional attachment to. And say what you will about having emotional attachments to food, whatever. It is something that my grandma does that I love. And if this is the last time I'm ever going to get a chance to have that, I'm not going to not have it because it's going to be like, oh, these little little pile of mashed potatoes and gravy is 300 calories. Give me a break. Don't stress yourself out. Practice some grace. Give yourself a little bit of a pass and get back to it on Friday. You're fine. Everything's going to be fine. <laughs> okay. So many people stress out about it. I have as well in the past, but I'm over that. You need to be able to find balance in your life and be able to celebrate the things with family and, 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 you know, human beings celebrate around a kitchen table. It is just the where, where the community, where the family does their celebrating and it is what it is. So be there, be present. Don't be thinking about all the food and trying to break down all the calories, just just Pick and choose where where your battles. You know, I'm probably not going to have very much pie. I'm going to have a a small slice of my mom's pecan pie because it is literally a top five food item in the world to me is my mom's pecan pie. Am I going to have a slice? Of course. Of course I'm going to. Just try not to stress. Give yourself a break. Okay, it's one flipping day. I was talking to a friend of mine who was at a friend's wedding. And the mother of the bride, the night before, she was talking about my weight loss and she was like, you know, giving me all these, these congrats and stuff. And she was like, yeah, I'm going to, I've been so good. Um, tomorrow I'm not even going to have a piece of cake. And I was like, you're not going to have a piece of your daughter's wedding cake. She's like, no, I, you know, I, I, don't, I, I can't have the carbs. And I was like, all right, she, you know, I can't have the calories. And I'm like, how many, how many calories do you think is in a slice of wedding cake? It made me so sad to think that this is what we are pushing out there as a fitness industry, as a weight loss community, that you're so afraid that you won't even have a slice of your daughter's, your only daughter. You won't even have a slice of her wedding cake. Hey man, it's all good. You need to find a balance. You have to find a balance. You have to be able to celebrate the special moments. And having one slice of wedding cake at your own daughter's wedding is not the issue here. The issue is thinking that that's not okay. So I know it's we're all a work in progress. I am certainly a work in progress <laughs> as displayed in full vulnerability on this podcast, but, uh, you know, we just all need to be better about giving ourselves grace and, uh, you know, just, just, just not putting so much pressure on ourselves and, uh, and finding a more balanced way of, of doing this. And that is what I'm in search for. And that is what I hope I am here promoting. So anyway, we went really long today, hour and 16. Holy cow. If you have made it this far in the comments, along with questions, again, the only time I'm pulling Q and a questions is from the comments from the previous podcast. so put your comments in this uh, in the comments below and I will answer it uh, hopefully next week. And yeah, I think uh, you know for this week, let's put we gotta find some balance. and so uh yeah, put find in balance in the comments. So I know you're a real one. So I know you are about it finding balance. That's the, that's the quote of the week finding balance. All right. Thank you guys so much. I cannot tell you how important it is for me to feel like I have a place where I can come and just be my real honest self and just tell it to you how it is, how I'm feeling and be super, super vulnerable so this YouTube channel is super important to me. It's, uh, um, let me say super one more time. Um, it, is, uh, it is valuable to me to have a place like this. And I appreciate you. Thank you for watching. Thank you for subscribing, for liking the video. And uh, thank you for the comments and questions for next week. I will try to answer all of them. I hope you have a great week. I hope you have a very happy Thanksgiving. Be present with your family. Enjoy yourself. And please find some balance. Peace.